Do you like chemical weapons, Navy SEALs, and driving a beige Volvo? If so, we've got the movie for you. This summer, let's get ready to rock. We're getting caged in on this all-new episode. Let's pop that green smoke. Hello and welcome to a Totally 80s and 90s Recall Podcast, where we take a look at everything from music and movies to television and pop culture, injecting our unique opinions and providing some awesome memories, fun, and nostalgia along the way. If you're new to the show, we're so excited that you found us. And for our returning listeners and subscribers, it's great to have you back. I am one of your hosts, David, joined as always by a man who'd take pleasure in gutting you, boy, my good friend Rob. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. Uh, hello. Uh, I got to thinking about how lucky we are to do this show i was feeling a little reflective after all we've got everything we need right here with us we've got air in our lungs and a few microphones i mean we love waking up in the morning not knowing what's going to happen or who we're going to meet where we're going to wind up just another night uh just the other night we were sleeping under a bridge and now here we are on the grandest podcast in the world having champagne with you fine people we figure life's a gift and we don't intend on wasting it you don't know what hand you're going to get dealt uh, next, you learn to take life as it comes at you to make every day count. Yeah, I was a little. I was a little, feeling a little reflective. Did you? Is that a? Is that a original Rob? Uh, no. Oh, okay. No, I totally. Ripped, <laughs> I, I totally ripped that off. Totally ripped that off. Any guesses on what that's from? Um, I modified it a, t- a tad. I don't. Oh, well, I'm not telling. Well, we'll find out later. Maybe someone else can figure it out, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. well, it's great to have you here. Anyway even if you rip something off. So, I'm well, not, I'm not a, above taking above plagiarism. Plagiarism. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, for the next 3 episodes, uh they're just too awesome for just Rob and I. So, for Caged In, we'll be joined for the next 3 weeks by huge fan of the show and resident movie expert, our friend Kurt. Welcome to the show. Oh, bonjourno, boys. How's it going? <laughs> Thanks for having me today. I uh, look forward to being Caged In. With uh, you two fellas. Caged in. He missed the first one. I was a little, yeah, okay. I was a little late on First one, that. try to set him up. Right. That's fine. I said right. it slow, too. That's right. okay. Um, yeah. So, are we excited? Yeah, I I am. I, I, I'm I, going to be honest. Uh, you and I had a, a text going back and forth. Yeah. And you used, I, I, I'm not going to be able to pull it up, but you used really great verbiage. And you well, wait, said. Wait, before you spoil the verbiage, let's. Let's tell the folks what this episode's about. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> no, let's go for it. <laughs> yeah. oh, you want, so we are talking you, you about- You tell them, Rob. Yeah. So we're talking about uh, The Rock, uh, Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage. Uh, Sean Connery. Yep. Uh, this is a, the first part in a in a three-part trilogy, which is trilogy is three parts, right? Yeah. Uh, Way to yeah. break that down. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm here for. You're on top yeah, of it today. Yeah, I did my homework. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's what we're talking about today. Yeah. Is we're going to talk about The Rock. Got The Rock. And what verbiage did I use about okay. The Rock? So, well, more specifically, you, I went, I, I went into this uh, wanting to not like it. Of course. <laughs> and you said that. Yeah. You're an antagonist. Yes. That yes, was the word you used. That's the you word. You said, I think, I, f- I feel you're going to go into this uh, doing everything opposite of what Correct. What I think or whatever. Yeah. So I did. I wanted to go in not liking this, and I ended up liking it a lot. Okay. So, yeah. How can you not like it? It's Nick Cage. Like it. It's yeah. Nick Cage. So. It's The Rock. But so, anyway. yeah, as as we've – so we're going to cover The Rock. Um, this is exciting. At the beginning of the show, uh, I said we're calling our next three shows Caged In, so it's a little segment uh, we're going to do. We'll be covering my – and if we're honest, everyone's absolute three favorite action movies from the 90s, mm-hmm. all starring Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. Uh the Rock, Face Off, and Con Air. And uh, these three movies were released within 13 months of each other in mm. 1996 and 1997. I mean, that's that's pretty wow, right? To get three movies like that in a year, mm-hmm. uh, that's pretty good. So I'm going to tell you, part of the reason I wanted to do this podcast was to cover these three films. Like, I've been thinking about them for years. So million dollar question, are you, we'll say Kurt now because Rob seems to be, yeah. <laughs> are you excited to be caged in? I am ecstatic to be caged in. 
Somebody Caged was not. In. Yeah, there we go. A little slow on the button there, Rob. That's okay. He's not That's a good okay. producer. He's, he's getting there. <laughs> it's new. It's new. No, I, I love Nick Cage. Uh, it really brought, just watching these three movies the last few weeks, really brought me back to the high school days because mm-hmm. I was in high school during these couple of years. It was my sophomore, junior year in high school. Really brought me back to just sitting back and having a good time. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you can't not have a good time watching these movies. Yeah, I was going to add that. Uh, See, it was this 96? The Rock was 96. 96. Yes. So senior year. Uh, but I remember having my, I'd moved to the uh, bedroom upstairs. My parents gave me the bedroom the upstairs. The loft. Yes. Uh, the George Brady suite. The yeah. George, the, uh, uh, George uh, not George. George, <laughs> George Brady? Come on. How is it George? The Greg Brady. Greg I'm, Brady. I'm on fire already. Yeah. George. Uh, Herbie Hancock. Yeah. That's right. There is no George. Um, uh, I did that one time. Uh, Segway in school, there was a test question about like who the president was, and I remember writing down George Clinton. Oh, I nice. don't know why. You were thinking of Funkadelic All Stars, clearly yeah. Bill Clinton. Anyway, yes. no, uh, but I remember having a pretty killer uh, at a nice TV with a, a yeah. JVC sound system, and I remember watching The Rock on it. It was your own. It's a great uh, movie to watch in surround sound. Did you have any of those like the beaded things you walked through to go into that your room? Oh, that's too bad. No. That would have been cool. <laughs> you missed an opportunity that there. Been cool. So, yeah, well. I'm excited, as I said. So this is going to be fun. We're going to hopefully find all the cool parts of this mm-hmm. and questionable parts of this movie, but there aren't that many, but there's a couple things we can what? talk about. So, Not? <laughs> what? It, it, it all tracks. Trust me. It'll yeah. be just fine. So. I had a hard time finding one questionable <laughs> okay. thing. All right. As well, that's I. good. Yeah. So, Well, let's go free some hostages, and hopefully we can avoid sticking a huge needle into our hearts and revisit an all-time 90s classic prison-slash-military-scientist-slash-love-story movie, The Rock. For those of you familiar with our show, Rob and I normally do a top 10 list of a category. Uh, However, for our standalone movie episodes, we'll be diving into some different categories to talk about our favorite parts of the movie that we're covering. But before we jump into those categories, let's run down some info on The Rock. Uh, It was released 7 June 1996, stars Nicolas Cage, of course, Sean Connery, Ed Harris, and a host of well-known character actors directed by the one and only Michael Bay, who directed Bad Boys, and produced by Don Simpson and Jerry Bruckheimer, who also produced Top Gun and Crimson Tide, so great pedigree all the way around. It had a $75 million budget, making $335.5 million worldwide. So in 1996, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, 68%. Audience, 85%. So audiences loved The Rock. In this case, the movie, not Dwayne Johnson, although people <laughs> also love Dwayne Johnson. And it was nominated for an Oscar, you know, like this, Rob, for Best Sound. Yeah. Number one movie in the U.S. for one week. Number seven movie in the U.S. for all of 1996. Uh, the six movies ahead of it I thought you'd be interested in, they were Independence Day, Twister, Mission Impossible, Jerry Maguire, Ransom, and the live-action 101 Dalmatians, which I know you uh-huh. love. Uh, so, Rob, with all that, give us a quick overview of the plot. All right, here we go. So, uh, this is, uh, I, I took this, the source, I, I would fail in school with the uh, citing your, what is it, the... The APA the format? APA, <laughs> a- ALA, I didn't, I'm not going to cite my source, but... Uh, a couple places, but here we go. With a madly daring scheme to unleash a devastating chemical warfare on the unsuspecting citizens of San Francisco, the former highly decorated but disillusioned war hero, General Francis X. Hummel, played by Ed Harris, yes. and a handful of loyal renegade Marine commandos take over the impregnable prison island of Alcatraz, demanding $100 million in reparations to the families of his lost brothers in arms who died in covert operations and were thereby, thereby denied compensation. The highly decorated military man threatens to launch a deadly stockpile of 50 rockets filled with deadly VX nerve gas into the San Francisco Bay Area, unless the Pentagon takes him seriously. Now the fates of millions, including 881 tourists, rest in the hands of an elite SEAL team with the support of two unlikely companions, the nervous, mild-mannered FBI chemist Stanley Goodspeed, Nick Cage, and the experienced British ex-spy and former Alcatraz inmate John Patrick Mason, Sean Connery, who must penetrate into the abandoned fortress to thwart the general's plans. Many tried to break out of this rugged and impervious jail. However, only one succeeded. Can Mason and Stanley uh, neutralize the rocket threat before time runs out? And can they escape from the rock in one piece? Well, there were a lot of big words in that. Too many. I know. I almost didn't do impregnable. Impregnable was good. Impregnable? It was really good. 
pregnable. So, so uh, Reader's Digest version, stolen missiles, mm-hmm. keeping people hostage on Alcatraz, mm-hmm. good speed Mason have yep. to come save the day. Yep. That's our plot, right? Yep. That sounds good. Everything sounds just exactly as it should be for that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think we have a great basis. So, well, let's just crack the opening of this movie first, because in true Michael Bay fashion, mm-hmm. it opens raining. And uh, he loves movies where we get a little rain. Mm-hmm. So it's just pouring down rain. General Hummel, mm-hmm. uh, as you said, played by Ed Harris, mm-hmm. he's at the cemetery explaining to his uh, wife who has passed away that uh, what he has to do um, because of the reparations that weren't paid, as you said. And then, of course, they attack this um, weapons facility at raining in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I'm honest, as a former military person, they seem to crack into it a little easier than Seems I would think so. Easy. But uh, And they steal the, the missiles, mm-hmm. the chemically loaded missiles. Mm-hmm. So we'll go from there. Yeah. All right. So for uh, first category? No, no categories no. yet. We're no. just going to talk about the movie for oh, a little okay. bit. Uh, my wife was watching it last what do you night. Think, what did you think of the opening, I guess, uh, as a starting to No, I'm with you. Uh, I think it seemed really easy. Um, I think the part with his wife at the beginning plays uh, plays prominent for me. Okay. Because uh, I think there's a there's something there, but I'll talk about it. I'll, uh, okay. I'll talk more about that. Gotcha. Um, uh, my wife was wondering uh, the whole, because when they get the VX gas, one rolls away. Yes. They have a... Oopsie daisy. Oopsie daisy. And they drop it, and one of the guys gets vaporized. He gets left left behind. Yep, they had to leave him. So So, she was uh, sad about that. Yeah, she was like, okay. She was like, what's going on here? I just thought they got in and out a little Mm -hmm. too. And I think they were trying to be non lethal because they said that the darts were going to wear off. But there was one where they kicked a dude down the steps, and like he grabbed his neck as he did it before Mm -hmm. he threw him down the steps. So I kind of assumed they did Mm -hmm. kill that guy. Not or, everybody was on board. Not everybody was on the board. The non-lethal. Just as we learn later, there's a few rogue commandos. A, a little dysfunctional. They're a little the more, yeah. So, um, but yeah. So this opening is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. You just roll in. It's dark. It's raining. Darts are getting shot everywhere, and they just walk off with these 15 mm-hmm. uh, missiles. The Ooh, other thing I, I is, I did like the the voiceover at the beginning. Yeah, where you you can hear the you can hear the radio chatter of. Uh, you know, covert operations and him leaving guys Mm -hmm. behind. And yeah, so I thought that was Well, I also thought that the first time the Pentagon and anybody in charge finds out that the missiles are gone is when he calls them. Um, As soon as those guys woke up, they would have told everyone in the world that those missiles were gone. That's true, right? Yeah. Yeah, During that opening, I I especially liked how the uh, missiles were locked up by one padlock that they cut off yeah. and then opened <laughs> Absolutely. the door. That was it. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> yeah, very secure. The most dangerous weapons in the world from a yeah. chemical standpoint, yeah. and they're behind one padlock that you put on your fence <laughs> right. to keep people out of your backyard, right? So that's I don't know if that was a really good case. high so. tech. Well, that that's kind of a theme. Well, th- there's in future episodes, this whole trilogy, right? There's some of that where the the high tech, the high techness yes. is not high tech. Yeah, but it, th- it, got, it seemed high tech yeah, in '96, yeah. right? So. A padlock in '96. <laughs> it was a pretty strong padlock. Than, it was a strong padlock. Didn't mm-hmm. they have to freeze it or something? I mean, it wasn't. No, as I think easy they just think. used bolt cutters. Bolt cutters. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, then that's no problem. <laughs> they just rolled right in. So, yeah. um, so but, that fast forward. But he was Hummel. He was Hummel. They, they got in. I mean, well, they didn't even question it. To be they fair, just... Hummel didn't do squat. He just walks in afterwards. Yeah. Uh, I like the part where they've got the missiles and the dude got left behind and he just is kind of like, all right, let's mm-hmm. go. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> that, yeah. Yeah. Crap sucks, happens. Sucks to suck, right, yeah. at that point. Right. So um, so we fast forward to, uh, I believe, Langley. We'll go Langley, mm-hmm. Virginia. I think that's where he was. Uh, but we meet Cage, Nick Cage, mm-hmm. Stanley Goodspeed. Great name, by the way. I really <laughs> like that name. Um, and he's uh, immediately doing weird things in his yeah. office, and he gets a Beatles album, and then, also, and then has to go save everybody yeah. by diffusing a baby filled with <laughs> sarin gas, right? So. Yeah. Or... Yeah, where the what's his what's the guy's name? The his partner. I, I, ah, shoot! I the, forgot the trainee his name. Anyway, that trainee. apparently is terrible yeah. at his job. Oh, and by yeah. the way, has no idea what his job is because when they tell him he has to inject that thing into his heart, he actually it's the first time he'd heard it. <laughs> I would think I'm if not you doing took it. A, yeah. I would think if you took yeah. a job like that, that's part of like the onboarding. That mm-hmm. hey, there's a chance if you get stuck in this uh, defuse yeah. situation, you might have to put this in your heart. And he's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure there was some paperwork signed, <laughs> but remember? he just really acts like it's the first time he's yeah. heard of any of it. Yeah. Uh, do you remember the stuff that was in the crate? 
that they were so I, there was some kind of nudie magazine i think because he was like <laughs> it was very like nice or amazon like women from yeah. something yeah. he goes he goes uh he goes uh kinky kinky yeah, yeah. so uh well let's talk about nick because that's what we're here for we'll talk about nick cage so Nicholas Cage in this movie, as you can, as you watch him go, Nick Nick Cage had been in lots of other movies. He just won an Oscar for Leaving Las Vegas, where he kind of played an alcoholic. And then you got your Raising Arizona's, you got your Peggy Sue's got married, you got all these honeymoon in Vegas, and he kind of acted like just Nick Cage. It wasn't really a, it different, but in this movie, his delivery and speech, he started to do these like abrupt, where he really emphasized the end of sentences, or he'd have manic outbursts of words for no reason. Yeah. I think this is the first time he's that he'd acted like that, mm-hmm. and so and then that became the parody of how he acted from then on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I do think uh, as as time has gone on, his quirkiness has almost overshadowed some of these movies yeah. right, that we're going to talk about because in at the time they were entertaining and and then but now. I think people kind of just go, "Oh, he's Nick Cage. He's just weird and goofy." But well, and before he it, did, you know. before he does The Rock, mm-hmm. he was just doing romantic comedies. Mm-hmm. He did some quirky Coen Brothers stuff, Moonstruck. Yeah. That's some romantic mm-hmm. comedy. Yeah. So really, he was kind of pigeonholed into that. And then mm-hmm. somebody goes, "Let's make him an action mm-hmm. star, right?" Yeah. And I think in this movie, part of the speech pattern is because through the most of the movies, he didn't want to swear. So we yes. had to accentuate somewhere uh, in his line. Yeah. So we did it at the end with certain words. Yeah. What's funny about the not swearing is uh, Michael Bay said later that he completely just did that on his own. Like that wasn't in the script that way. Uh, Nick Cage basically came to Michael Bay and he said, I feel like as a very educated scientist, he wouldn't use bad language. Yeah. So he said he wasn't going to use profanity in the movie. Although at the end, he does say shit twice yeah. in the movie. But before that, he is the only one not using profanity because everybody else is using oh, profanity. Yeah. Nobody else has any problems with it whatsoever. Yeah, that's fine. Um, oh, and another that. choice he made uh, after he saves the world and goes and sits in his apartment, he's completely naked playing the guitar <laughs> <laughs> for no apparent reason. Yeah. But he did that on camera again too. He just got naked and sat there yeah. and he said he wanted to show off that even scientists could have, you yeah. know, take care of themselves, have yeah. good bodies. And yeah, my wife and I were laughing at that scene. Uh, I don't know if we want to move on to that scene where he so he's defused the bomb. Oh yeah, uh, they're back, and so he's having his he's playing his guitar in the the his loft or whatever, and the wife shows up or the girlfriend shows up, and she starts to kind of pick at him and find out that she's pregnant and blah blah, blah and then yeah. she asks him to marry him, <laughs> and my wife and I are laughing because his response he's like where he goes. Whoa, whoa, marriage police, <laughs> slow down. <laughs> but just the way he says it is just, oh, yeah. we rewound it, rewound it a couple of times because just the well, way that's he says the part it, where, slow down. It's also that part where he says, uh, it'd be criminal to bring a child into this world. Yeah, and she tells him I, she's pregnant. <laughs> and then he goes, she goes, so what do you think? And he goes, right, well, well she, gosh, a lot's changed yeah, since goes, then. Did you really mean all that stuff? <laughs> oh, gosh, a lot's changed in the <laughs> last. It was 10 <laughs> seconds ago. <laughs> so, but he, yeah, uh, yeah the whole thing. So, um yeah, and then of course we get out to San Francisco because mm-hmm. he gets called out there to help out with this as a chemical mm-hmm. weapons uh, specialist. Uh, apparently, he's the best. Mm-hmm. So he gets out there to San Francisco, and uh, first thing we do is we kind of run into the uh, Sean Connery where they're interrogating him. I thought this was funny. Mm-hmm. First guy tries to be a tough guy, so they send Nicholas Cage in, <laughs> and he's trying to be a tough guy, but he's not. So. Um, and but he, he got his name right at least. He got his name right. That's what I, I I laugh almost at that part more than any other. He goes, "Well, I'm I'm saying the good speed." He yeah. goes, "But of course you are." <laughs> I mean, that's so good. So, and then he he tries to act. Can we get some coffee in here? Yeah. Or he tries to act, you know, tough or whatever. So, um, but yeah, we do all that, and then we end up back at the hotel, yeah. and then the big I, chase. I think I see a line in that interrogation scene that I think is really important that is timely for what we do, right? Is he goes? Uh, I want a suite. I want a haircut, and I want the feel of a suit. And uh, or no, he does. He says, "I want a suite, something, maybe a shower, and then the feel of a suit." And Stanley Goodspeed says, uh, uh, "May I recommend a haircut?" Oh yeah. And he says, uh, <laughs> "Yeah." Am I not in he style? Says, Am yeah, I not in goes, style? No, unless you're, you know, uh, a twenty-year-old guitarist from it's Seattle. A grunge, <laughs> it's a gr- it's a grunge thing. It's and a grunge was, thing. Like, oh, that's so perfect. That's perfect. a. That makes it that definitely dates the movie. Yeah. Right. right. Mm-hmm. So not everybody's gonna get no. that reference. No. They're gonna understand. So um 
but yeah, that takes us into the action, the big first action mm-hmm. sequence. Right? Oh, okay. So uh, my family pointed it out. Uh, so right, so right after that, so they go to the the suite or yeah. whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And he uh, he uh, throws that guy over the yeah. balcony, and he's hanging, and then he goes running through the. There is a scene he gets off the elevator and he's running through the hallway. Uh, my kids and I, we all noticed it almost at the same time. It is a blatant uh, precursor to Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh. When you listen to the soundtrack, <laughs> it is even our, my kids actually, that's Pirates of the Caribbean. And it listen to it again and you will you will hear maybe the same person that composed music. You can hear it. Did both? Whoever wrote it, it so. had to have written Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Um, well, speaking of chasing, we get into San Francisco and we get into this car chase, which I think has Michael Bay's fingerprints all over it. Oh, right? yeah. oh yeah. So everything explodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, trolley explodes. Mm-hmm. They go through glass. Mm-hmm. They hit umpteen water bottles. They um, hit the whole water truck. <laughs> they hit the yeah. water truck. Well, and you know, and the cars, right? So you got the you've got the Humvee. Uh, you've the got Ferrari. The, the Ferrari, bright yellow Ferrari, which, which is, in know. in the middle of the chase, if you're real, if you look real close, it turns into a Mazda real fast, and then <laughs> oh no, I didn't know <laughs> they don't that. want to dent the Ferrari. <laughs> That's <up>. right, <laughs> I didn't notice. That. And then he's on a motorcycle at one point. He did. He took the yeah, motorcycle. He, yeah, uh, yeah, I like the trolley guy. He oh, really yeah. loves his trolley, he and really they does. destroyed it. He's so mad. And he's very upset. Yeah. He's <laughs> so so um, that's his whole life, I think, mm-hmm. that trolley. And they really just took it to nothing. They just yeah. broke it down completely whatsoever. So um, do they make action movies like this anymore? No. I don't no, think it's all CGI now. No. Well, okay, yeah. that, that that is a point that I think is worth talking about, is that all these movies in this trilogy, uh, no CGI. No. So a lot of these things, like uh, I mean, I'm not gonna say a lot by the, the the other ones, but yeah, this is pre CGI. So a lot of stuff was, you know, uh, stunt doubles and uh, actual cars, and you know, and I just I think that adds to it. I refuse to believe there were stunt doubles. That was Nick Cage the no, whole time. Nick's doing all his own stunts. <laughs> he did do a I lot think of this Sean stuff. Connery did his own stunts too. <laughs> he did. It. I, th- I think I read that that Nick Cage did do a lot yeah, of his he own should. stuff. Yeah. But what I mean by the the action movies, I mean, look at the '90s. Mm-hmm. You got these three movies we're going to cover: Bad Boys, Under Siege, Crimson Tide, mm-hmm. Independence Day, executive, Armageddon, Executive Decision. Uh, yeah, Broken yeah. Arrow, Air uh, Force One, Air Force yeah. One. All these yeah. movies. I just don't think if I go to the theater, an action movie looks like that anymore. It's just the Marvel action or something like that. Yeah, I think we've talked about that. I think that speaks to. It's almost as if we've we've started to take ourselves too seriously, right? So our movies have to be heady and have a message instead of just well every movie gonna, has it's to a have, chase it's a chase movie and it things blow up but every that so this is it these are the movies in the 90s just turn your brain off and have right. fun right and that's what you told me yeah. that's what you told me in that turn text your brain off. you told me said just turn your brain off and, and enjoy it yeah that's know? all it is it's not this is not this is not challenge you intellectually no. okay this no. is just supposed to be silly and fun yeah. right um with questions there are definitely questions mm-hmm. throughout but um yeah so i just think Every movie now has to have a sequel or a follow-on. How do we make this a franchise? Oh, true. Uh, you know, they, or just, they, just or, make a movie. Just have fun. Or how do you remake it? Yeah. On all yeah. the movies in this trilogy, no, everything they, I read, they better not remake there, any of these. There was some post or some line that says, "As of blah 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 date, there's talks of remaking or, or doing a part two. And I'm like, "Don't do that." But whatever. Yeah. Well, here's a fun fact: um, Schwarzenegger was offered this oh, yeah. first. And he turned it down. Uh, I couldn't find which part. I'm gonna assume maybe oh, no. the maybe the Mason part. I don't know if he'd been given the Nick Cage part, but because oh, yeah. Mason's the old grizzled hero. But either way, yeah. he was not impressed with the script. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he has given an interview since then. Says he regrets it greatly now. He yeah, should have yeah. done this movie after he saw it and how mm-hmm. popular it became. Mm-hmm. He was like, uh, uh, I should have done that movie. <laughs> <laughs> And what I found on that one was I saw that the script hadn't been finished yeah. when he first looked at it, so that's one of the reasons why he didn't turn he it down on. before he had to start kicking it. I have to, I have to uh, comment on your wait a minute, he Arnold. Pa- but he passed on this, but he's willing to do twins. Oh, yeah. And what's the one where he's pregnant? Junior. Junior. <laughs> Fantastic <laughs> so movie. Both of them. Those scripts oh, moved him. Oh, yeah. uh, jingle all the way. Those oh, yeah. are moving scripts, but The Rock just didn't have it for him, just didn't yeah. have enough. Where was his... Yeah, his publicity, publicity guy this, was like... This movie's not good for me on. Okay. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. I was just going to say, that's that's Kevin Nealon doing 
Yeah, Hans and Franz. Uh, Hans and Franz. That's not <laughs> Arnold. That's, they were Hans and Franz were doing Arnold. That's their <laughs> idol. So it's the same thing. Uh, Ipso yeah. facto. No, that's uh, a good point. So yeah, he like, picked some stinkers, man, and passed up on that. <laughs> and passed oh, up okay. on this. So. Yeah. Oh, he did Batman and Robin. Made sure oh, he did Mr. that one. Freeze. Let's be Mr. Freeze, yeah. but let's not do The Rock. Everybody so, loves that one. Uh, I think he had a bad agent then was what happened. I'm going to bet Arnold never read this. Some agent read it, and then we're like, nah, this isn't for him. Mm. So uh, Cage surprisingly ad-libbed most of the script. Mm. Michael Bay said later, Surprise. we gave him a script, and he kind of just did what he wanted with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and in fact, uh, Michael Bay in an interview said this movie was supposed to be somewhat more of a serious, like a Crimson Tide action type. But when Cage got a hold of it, started improvising and doing some more unintended comedy, um, it, it it became kind of a different movie, and then they took it on from there. So he started one line, and then Sean Connery would zing a few, and then that's kind of how it went. So, But yeah. originally, when this was signed up, this was supposed to be like a serious military-type yeah. action yeah. movie, uh, which, if you watch the movie, uh, Ed Harris, I think, got that memo. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> Absolutely. I feel like sometimes he's in a completely different movie. Like, no. I think he's trying to win an Oscar for this thing or something because he's very serious, very... Because you can have antagonists and the bad guys that are funny, like Hans Gruber, others like that. Ed Harris is making no effort. Hummel is a straight-laced, like, the smartest guy in the room, and that's the way it's going. Yeah. I saw something as I was reading or getting ready for this, that uh, a good action movie... I don't know if I'm going to quote this right. They said, if it, it holds... It... it holds its spot if you can take the action sequence out and and it still works right yeah. and i think the rock meets that criteria if you take I, I i mean if you take some of the action out the storyline well, still here, tracks so we'll ask and you're about, right so i think i think well, I'll ask Ed both Harris you about is, this. he's he's the i think yeah, you're right he's the thing. he came he came ready to act, act and then and then everyone else started doing yeah, crazy stuff yeah. but i'll ask both of you this if you removed that car chase scene in San Francisco, does it matter? Does the movie make any different? Nope. What did the car chase scene gain yeah. exactly? Yeah, no. Just gave you an action sequence at the beginning. So that's all it is. Yeah. Is and I saw a thing that they they reviewed the movie for watcher for people to watch, and people were like bored between. Oh yeah. Between yeah, yeah. when he gets called to San Francisco to when they actually hit Alcatraz, people were like, it's kind of slow and. He's getting a haircut, and that's about it. So literally, they went back after viewings and taped this car chase scene and inserted it. So that's, it wasn't even filmed in the original yeah. movie. I hadn't thought about that, but that's a really good point, is that the way people made movies, you know, heading into the 2000s was very, you know, because even as educators, right, we uh, develop our lessons and we teach based on our kids' attention span, right? We know you can't you can't give kids a a 40-minute standing deliver uh lesson because they they're not going to do it. But if it's little 5-minute chunks, you know, stop, get up, move, and I think it's that's what this movie is that boring dialogue set up the scene and yeah. now car chase. Yeah, just got to have got your attention and just now we're back to dialogue. Something. Yeah. And so Explosions. And by the way, for a chemical freak, he does some great like uh, evasive driving. Oh. Like he's been playing uh, Grand Theft Auto or That's something. That's in like, my notes. Like <laughs> he he's just a nerd. He even admits a hundred times yeah. drives the beige Volvo, does all this, yeah. jumps in that Ferrari like he's you know in the mm-hmm. best driver ever. So whatever tactical driving school he had when he went through the FBI Academy and yeah. uh, Langley. <laughs> He remembered all no. that. Top notch. No, that's in all these movies. I have that in my notes. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it. These people are amazing. They can do it, all. Run. do it all. Oh, yeah. He, he can jump out of a Ferrari, jump on a oh, motorcycle. He's good. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I love man. It. It's, it's yeah. perfect. So um, another question I had, when they get to The Rock, so you, you see uh, we have some action. Things are going on. But underneath The Rock, there were mine cars and railroad tracks were they mining for gold back in the day? Uh, I looked it up. That stuff's not under Alcatraz. So I don't know who decided, let's just put a Disneyland ride at the bottom of this prison because the mine cars, the railroad tracks, all that underneath the prison makes zero sense. Why is that stuff there? Is that like the bathroom at the Alamo? That's right. The basement. The basement. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. yeah. What I read about the uh, the mine cars and everything, they originally wanted to do a chase scene, but the cars were all supposed to be hanging from the tracks from the ceiling. But they why? didn't have enough money, so then they just made regular tracks. 
But why what? were they hanging? What What are the point of those cars? Is what I, I, I think. Again, attention span. They needed the, more action. <laughs> no, exactly. It, it had been ten right. minutes. It had been that ten minutes, and the ADD folks the, were yeah. starting to get a little squirrely. Because the prisoners, I, I mean, were the prisoners of Alcatraz going down there and, again mining for gold? Are we shipping rocks out of there? Are we getting coal? What What is happening? Well, I do know. Like, I, I think if you trace it back, like that, that's been there since like the Civil War. Well, yeah, Alcatraz. So there, there but could be, but no, yeah, but it's no, been confirmed it's, that stuff's yeah. not underneath Alcatraz. So they they go a um, long ways. Yeah, like a deeper and deeper, deeper and, and deeper. You would think the water level with the ocean and you know the water table. It, yeah, I don't know, but whatever. You they know what re- else? They reused a set somewhere. You know what else? You're I like, think. Ooh, they, where uh, can we get? Uh, oh, let's use uh, yeah, Indiana use Jones's. Perfect. To, you know uh, that's what it looked like. <laughs> it looked like an Indiana Jones set. So uh, another thing I thought was interesting, I think they missed was at the beginning. They're doing that tour for all the hostages they end up taking, and they've got that Alcatraz uh, tour guide. Oh, yeah. Bob. Uh, that guy's terrible. They should have just used Phil Hartman from <laughs> Soy Mary Next Murderer. <laughs> he was already well equipped to do it. I think of that every time. He would have been so much better than that guy. Fist into his ocular yeah. cavity. He tells that story. Even General Hummel would have been like, mm, yeah. okay, that's yeah. that's pretty good, right? So yeah, What was his name? It was Bob. Tour yeah, guide Bob, Bob or something like that. Yeah, he had yeah. one sock up, one sock down. I mean, he just looked like a disaster. <laughs> he looked like he was uh, from Phil Yogi, Hartman, Yogi Bear. Yeah, Phil Hartman at least gave some legitimacy to that position like because uh, we were former guards, now we're tour guides. It's all good, right? Yeah. So. Um, but That's yeah, fine. so I, I, I think they missed, I think they probably missed an opportunity right there. So, um, well, before we dive into our categories, anything else we want to say about the movie or any other no. thoughts you have? Um, no, uh, you got anything, Kurt? In I, your notes? I don't think so. I will through. say one, one other thing I have before we move is I feel like General Hummel's plan is a little flawed. So he's... It's based on uh, a threat that if you don't pay mm-hmm. me $100 million, I'm going to launch one of these missiles in San Francisco, right? Yeah. But knowing the military, what I know now, if he launches one of those missiles, yeah, it's going to suck. People in San Francisco are going to mm-hmm. die. They're then just going to bomb that place back to oblivion uh, and damn the hostages. That's just going to happen. So I feel like his his bargaining chip isn't real good because they're like, if you launch that missile, I mean, we're just going to drop yeah. a, a, a nuke on that thing and it's going to be it. Well, I, I did have in my notes. They would uh, never escape. Yeah. Because the thing is we launch and then we escape. They're yeah. not going to escape. Yeah. Um, do you think, oh, do you think Hummel's legacy lived on? Did the government learn their lesson and give the $100 million to his 83 Marines? Absolutely not. Do you think that no. they actually followed through on it? And we no. don't know that. No, okay. I'm going to go out on a limb and bet if it's as secret as they think it is, because by the way, no one except who's in that control room know what's going on. Everyone in San Francisco is oblivious to missiles flying around and mm-hmm. falling into the ocean. But Did nobody at fine. the football game see it go no, over? It just they thought it was a blimp. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they thought it was good here. It went yeah. right. It was, it was just a fly 100 feet over oh, yeah. the stadium. And no problem. Went, took yeah. a 90 degree out to the ocean. They just figured nobody it was, saw it? Probably just a training exercise. But it was pre, that was kind of, Pre cell phone, pre everything. So nobody would. They, yeah, they may not even. I saw a missile. Up. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> it's it's not true. It's a weather balloon. You don't have it on your. You yeah. didn't take a picture of it. it doesn't so. exist. To be fair, it was a San Francisco game, so they were probably asleep anyway. <laughs> yeah, crowd. absolutely correct. No one's watching the 49ers. <laughs> oh no! Although they did win like the Super Bowl that year. We with Steve just, it's probably. We yeah. just made the 49er fans. I love you, San Francisco. Yes. No. Yeah. <laughs> We love San Francisco. We don't love the 49ers. We will be honest about that. We, we're going to so, offend somebody every, every episode. Every episode. Yeah. This so time was I just thought, I think they're going to sweep that whole thing under the rug. Like, you're not going to know. Mm. Although although part of Alcatraz explodes, so maybe somebody noticed that. But mm-hmm. we'll talk that out. Mm-hmm. I think the whole thing of Hummel and those Marines um, going rogue and committing treason, mm. uh, I think they're, uh, or mutiny, whatever you want it to be, mm-hmm. I think they're going to sweep that under the rug and just... Uh, not worry about it. Yeah, that's, that's true. They'll happen. just keep it so. clandestine, you know, or whatever. Though, right. yeah. Well, true. let's. Uh, it's time to head to Alcatraz and see what our favorite moments are in the Rock. So, our first category is favorite character. So, who wants to start? I'll go. All okay, right, fine. go. All right, look at. So my favorite, sorry favorite main character that is not Nick Cage. No, it can be Nick Cage. It can be to, Nick Cage. It can be Nick okay. Cage. Okay. Well, yes. I didn't want to pick Nick Cage in it. That's that, that was too yeah. obvious. Yes. Mine is a very unobvious. Uh, I'm going with Barbara Hummel. Uh, <laughs> that's a very raw <laughs> answer right there. In the movie, she is. <laughs> she's not. She's, she's a, a catalyst for the whole she, thing. She's a headstone. She's not a main character. I don't care. She has no dialogue. <laughs> I don't she's care. She's not driving anything. I don't care. That's awful. <laughs> 
asshole. <laughs> Here's Please why. Tell us why. Okay. So l- listen to uh, I, uh, listen to uh, Francis X. Hummel so you can read his uh, what he's done. I, I know the what guy's he's amazing. Done. Yes, he's he, he joined the United States. Yeah, yeah. Recruit uh, of uh, Force Reconnaissance. Served three tours in Vietnam, Panama, Grenada. Uh, he's a Brigadier General. Quick, blah Rob, blah blah. Rob, real quick. Two, three Purple Hearts. Hey, two Silver Stars. Real quick. This was not a hard situation to no. deal with. It just favorite main character. And I know. You went with someone who has a name on a headstone. Yeah, that's right. That's not a main character. That's right. So I'm it's my gonna, choice. No, I'm vetoing. You have to no. pick a main character. No, I'm not. Someone who has dialogue. Nope. nope. She has dialogue. <laughs> oh she has. I here's my point. I I don't think uh, this would have happened if she was alive. All right. He would. She would have shut it down. She would. All right. He because he says I miss you so much. It's something I've got to do, Barb. Whatever happens, please don't think less of me. Um, he he. Uh, you know he was off on his tours and he's doing his thing. He's a military man. He's a lifetime military guy. Uh, yeah. He had a, a yeah. he had Barbara Barb Barb. No. Barb was at home. Yeah, boo on that. And and she was holding it together. Barb Barb was. Good job for her. And then she passes away uh, on March 9th, 1995. This was such a simple activity. She she passed (laughs) she um, passes away. And look what he does. He goes nuts. He goes nutty. So yeah. And I would say that all three of us here would say, what condition would we be in? If we did not have our wives. But the category is what condition? Nothing. It was who's your favorite main character? <laughs> She's my favorite main so character. Kurt, I think Barb. Kurt, who Barb is your Hummel. favorite main character? Rest her soul. Rest in peace. And if you say Barb Hummel, we're shutting down. Barb. Um, my favorite character is also a Hummel. Francis. Mine is Brigadier General Francis X right. Hummel. So I'm just going to tell you also my favorite main character. So I also went with the General Hummel. I went with, he's got the heart in the right spot. He wants the benefits mm-hmm. and the recognition for all of his men um, that he's lost in battle. The way he um, goes about it, though. It's, you know, uh, crazy, But you can but see he's conflicted even while doing it because he didn't want to shoot the Navy SEALs. That's right. He, but he, it happened. He wasn't going to shoot that hostage, even though he threatened to. And, and Sean Connery saw that. And so, I, and what I also like, again, is what I said earlier. I just feel like he's in just a different movie. Like... I feel like this is Platoon and everybody else is in, uh, you know, uh, McHale's Navy or something like that. Oh, so Periscope down. Yeah. I mean, even with his dying breath, you could. Mm-hmm. he even said, okay, the last rocket's over here in the lower yeah. lighthouse. So he said, what have I done? Yeah. Well, yeah. and he so. redirected that that one. He, he did. Per- he he purposely typed it in. To, he he well, didn't want to do it. And he, he said, even said later, they called our bluff. Yeah. So he never was going to go through with it no. anyways. But that doesn't change some of it. But yeah. I will say that um, those two other Marines, the 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 um, I forget the captain and the those two captains, they're a little too eager to just kill everyone. Like yeah, one uh, of them's Fry, Captain Fry, Captain and then Fry, from, uh, and then yeah. can't remember the other, played, the other one. Played by the actress, uh, the actor uh, David Morris. Yeah, I can't yeah. think of it. Well, no, David Morris is the major, so he's major. fine. But those two captains they brought on, uh, the Candyman, the one guy was Candyman. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that yeah. other, the he guy. He really got mad when the missile the guy, got redirected. Yeah, those, he was two, those two are gung-ho. He's on the yeah. rack. The, the one guy's on the rack. You know, hey, it's 10 o'clock. You know, he goes, I know what time it is. <laughs> can, can you hear me, General? <laughs> yeah, can yes, you hear me, I General? Hear yeah, I, I'm right here. And so they're just too eager to, and even at the end, he tells Goodspeed, I'm going to beat my million dollars or choke my million dollars out of you. Oh, so yeah. those two are just, I, I don't know, they're just a little too eager to kill everyone. So, and if you kill everyone, you're not getting your money in the end anyway. So, but uh, yeah, they're just a little over you. But well, yeah, the, and then, so General Hummel. Yeah. Who is an actual main character uh, has so, but that's not to uh, that's not to take away from Mason and Goodspeed, both really good. Yeah, um, you know their interaction. I think if you had any other, those two worked well together. Uh, Sean Connery was good, even though he was older. You kind of kind of bought him kicking people's butt still. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, uh, Stanley Goodspeed and Mason, they actually won the, uh, I, don't know, I don't know if you guys know this, they won the MTV Movie Award for Best Duo. Oh, oh. I thought you were going to say Best Kiss, but yes, uh, Best Duo is also know. good. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's you a know, great You know who award. did not win an MTV Movie Award? Who's that? Barb. Barbara Barb Hummel. Hummel. <laughs> she was dead. Do you, was she in, involved in the in memoriam part she of, was the, of the movie award? <laughs> do you think before, do you think before you I was so <laughs> looking forward to your reaction to that. No. I've been looking, hey. I like was, I was having a hard time containing myself. Do you think before he passed <sighs> away, if you went to Sean Connery's house, 
uh, that Moon Man Award is sitting right there next to the Oscars and all those. <laughs> he's like, oh, no. I'm sure it is. He's like, I got this with good speed. <laughs> 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 like when people visit, he's like, yeah. Did you see my Moon Man? <laughs> no, that's right. Uh, no. I, li- I like how um, uh, Sean Connery didn't want to go back and forth. Oh, to that's San Francisco great. going back. So they just that. had him build a oh, cabin yeah, on the I, island I that. that he stayed in. He refused so to good. take the ferry in and out every day. <laughs> yeah. And they offered to fly him, and he said no also. <laughs> so literally he just rolled out of bed and went right over to yeah. – uh, But I liked that they filmed it Alcatraz um, instead of a set. Because nowadays, like you said, CGI set. Mm-hmm. That would have been oh, all that. So. I have a question. So when he uh, – they relocate uh, Stanley Goodspeed and the team – to wherever they have some control place, yeah, like, it's a like big hangar, the headquarters, it's like a pier or something. And then uh, they notify him that he's going, yes. like, they're, oh, you're going with us. And he goes to the bathroom and he throws up, yeah. And he talks about like his stomach is doing circles around his anus or something yeah. like that. Um, <laughs> uh, the, what the condition of that bathroom? It's rough. <laughs> uh, Where were they? It seems like some old pier down by the docks that's probably been like not used I anymore. I don't know. That's so. that. Was, but whatever it was, I, it had to have been empty, and they set up a control center. Fat. Like and it is like high Computers tech. Computers everywhere, and it's really sweaty in there. Yeah. I don't know. Everybody's just like, it's really kind of dark. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, good control center. So, <laughs> um, well, let's move on to our second category and see if there's any <laughs> chance you want to participate. <laughs> if you bring in a quote from a different movie, um, I'm going to kick you off. So we'll just start with Kurt this time so you don't <laughs> screw things up. And uh, what is your favorite quote? From the movie, because uh, there are a plethora of quotes okay, that you can choose from. Uh, I actually found this very difficult, but what did you have yeah. for your favorite? All right, so I, I found it also very difficult. I tried to do one that just when I first rewatched the movie, I said it without ever actually thinking. And it was, okay, I don't want to know nothing. I never saw you throw that gentleman off the balcony. All I care about <laughs> is, are you happy with your haircut? <laughs> Oh, that was the hairdresser I guy. I am yeah. impressed that you went with a non-Nick Cage. There are so many yeah. Nick Cage quotes There was. I was trying to go That's a little funny. off script on this one. That was Paul, the hotel barber <laughs> he slash stylist. Yeah. He was good. Played so, by Anthony Clark. Well, yeah. my favorite, because you're going last. Uh, so <laughs> I look forward to what Barb said. Yeah, I'm, me too. I'm sure he got a, a winner. Mine's a little long, but it is mine and my son Connor's favorite quote from the whole movie. And it's So he gets caught, uh, good speed, and he gets thrown in jail. Oh. And, <laughs> and Sean Connery's sitting upstairs oh, from him, yes. and he says, and I'm going to quote the whole thing. This will take a second. He said, uh, he's talking to him, and he goes, you broke out. Let me ah, see if I can get this straight. stole mine. Uh, down the incinerator chute, on the mine car, through the tunnels to the power plant, under the steam engine. That was really cool, <laughs> by the way. And into the cistern through the intake pipe. But how, in the name of Zeus's butthole, <laughs> did you get out of your cell? I only ask because in our current situation, well, it could prove to be useful Maybe. maybe. So he has that very aggressive <laughs> maybe. My son and I die laughing every time we hear that. It, that is my quote from the movie. There are a million other quotes, but I love that one. Mm-hmm. That's funny. And it's, it's yours as well? It, it was, but I'm going to go. I had a two-parter. Look at you. But I'm going to go before that. They, the, uh, the camera, they get caught, they get thrown in, and the camera, you know, the cut scene, boom. And it shows him laying on his back, and he's repeating over and over again i take pleasure <laughs> in gutting you boy <laughs> what is wrong with these i take pleasure in gutting you boy he's saying it in different ways and he goes what yeah. is wrong with these people huh mason don't you think there's a lot of uh, a lot of anger flowing around this island kind of a, a pubescent volatility yeah. don't you think a lot of angst a lot of i'm 16 i'm angry at my father syndrome i mean yeah. grow up we're stuck on an island with a bunch of violence for pleasure-seeking psychopathic marines shame on them that is a great that is great that's the first half of that quote yeah, yeah, so yeah. Well, a couple others I saw that, well, I think are good, and you guys can chime in, but I like, uh, he's talking to Mason saying, when they're on the plane, or the helicopter out, and he's like, you don't need to be here, and he goes, well, it's certainly more enjoyable than my average day, reading philosophy, avoiding gang rape in the washrooms. He goes, though it's less of a problem these days, uh, maybe I'm losing my My sex sex appeal, appeal. (laughs) right? So I thought that was good. Uh, This is a good one. This was almost my number one, but he says, you've been around a lot of dead corpses, is that normal? Because the dude's 
feet are still kicking. And he goes, what, the feet thing? He goes, yeah, the feet thing. He goes, yeah, that happens. He goes, well, I'm having a hard time concentrating. Could you do something about it? Like what? Kill him again? (laughs) Kill him again? (laughs) I had that (laughs) one down. And that's where Goodspeed gives the speech about, I drive a a Volvo, a beige one. And he goes, cut me some friggin' slack. Oh, yeah. That that was going to be my next one. He says, look, I'm a biochemist. Most of the time I work a little glass jar and lead a very uneventful life. I drive a Volvo, a beige one. But what am I dealing with here is one of the most deadly substances the earth has ever known. So why don't you cut me some Some friggin' slack? slack. That's great. Uh, I liked... What do you say we cut the chit-chat a-hole? That's a good one. Uh, the, I, I, the classic tagline when he comes out, uh, Sean Connery, they think they ditched him, the SEALs, and he's like, welcome to the rock. Right? That, yeah. That's a pretty good one. I like the uh, losers always whine about their yeah. about their best. Winners go home and F the prom queen. And F, he goes, Carla uh, yeah. was the prom queen. Yeah. Carla was. <laughs> and then he racks it. Yeah. The yeah. thing is, that quote, like, that seems to be the quote. In fact, you know, I have it. I was just going to say. You know, anyway. Uh, I, I, the more I think about it, I don't even know that that quote makes sense. Like, no. what are we trying to say there? Like, is the prom queen the most popular person in school? Is that the, or, and you have the, like, nerve to have sex with her? <laughs> or, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what that quote yeah. later on in life is really supposed to, like, what kind of burn is that? Yeah. Like, what is Mason? That's a good high school sell? burn, but yeah. yeah, that's about it. So, there's uh, a lot to unpack in that. Speaking in the, <laughs> speaking for the car chase, I liked, uh, he wrecks the Ferrari. The mm-hmm. yellow Ferrari and that guy, the kid yeah. on a bike. You wrecked your hey, Ferrari. man, you just fucked up your Ferrari. <laughs> and he goes, it's not mine. <laughs> and then he takes his motorcycle. Um, it, aren't you a chemical freak? Uh, chemical super freak, actually, but I still need a gun. Right? <laughs> yeah. So. Um, well, and he, then there's the. What one. about the, it's you, you're the rocket man? And then uh, he said, how do you like how that shit works? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, is he? Uh, I thought the the dialogue back and forth between Goodspeed and headquarters when they're like telling him, Goodspeed, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. kind of like take he's take control, and he, he goes, he's got a gun, he's got a gun, and then a little <laughs> while later he goes, uh, he's got all he's the guns, got all the guns <laughs> now, sir. Goes, <laughs> yeah, that's great. So, yeah. all right, well, I think you know that that's a lot of the quotes. There's still probably a ton of quotes. We're not even mm-hmm. uh, getting all of them. There, <laughs> there was one other where when they had the mine car chase. And like uh, Mason falls and Goodspeed goes, you all right, Mason? <laughs> what does he say? He says, uh, uh, he says, yes, perfectly okay, you fucking idiot. <laughs> 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 and the way Sean Connery delivered it, I was dying laughing. I was like, yes, that is, uh, yeah, because it's just, it's so sarcastic. Like, are you all right? No, I fell like 12 feet <laughs> and I'm 60 years old, so I'm not all right. So, yeah, we, And uh, we, we talked about the, the dialogue between him and his girlfriend. There's a lot of good ones. Oh, there, yeah. But, That's uh, enough. Uh, oh, how's your day, basically? And he says, oh, just some terrorists decided to send a little care package, box of goodies, which had to be neutralized before blowing up the office. And then he goes, whing, like he really hits a hard. Uh, so I took the rest of the day off, glass of wine, little guitar, just relax. She goes, wow. That's and where he's she, sitting naked. Then he goes, I mean it, honey. The world's being FedExed to hell in a handcart. I really believe anyone thinking, even thinking of bringing a child into this world is coldly considering an act of cruelty. Cruelty. And she says, I know, I'm rambling. I'm complaining. I'm sorry. What's your news, baby? And she goes, I'm pregnant. All right. Well, next category. Category three, favorite explosion or action sequence. I'm going to go with the washroom fight with the Navy SEALs. The washroom I always like that when the Navy SEALs break into the bathroom oh, and the yeah. Marines have the aerial position on them. Mm-hmm. And you kind of had that standoff between Hummel and that Navy commander. I will not give that order. <laughs> I cannot give oh, yeah. that order. And he's like, what is wrong with you, man? Or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And then you have the shootout. And again, those Marines, uh, the couple Marines, there's smiling and they're a little too happy to shoot like fellow servicemen in that one so but uh that is i I thought that was an intense sequence a little emotion there so uh that's my favorite uh action sequence uh mine is uh towards the end there oh right at the end he gets in that uh uh altercation fisticuffs with one of the marines and he sticks the he sticks one of the vx uh, pearls, pearls, marbles, yep. whatever, into the guy's mouth. Bam. Uh, but then he gets exposed. He stabs himself in the heart with the atropine. Uh, but then he he comes out of it and he, he runs out and the jets are coming. Jesus and, pose. And he does the slide with the two green, <laughs> the two, he pops green smoke. Uh, and they said, uh, I've got green smoke. <laughs> and one jet manages to let one off before pulling up. And, uh, I, I just want to throw in. And he gets thrown into the ocean, and Mason comes and digs him out. I just want to throw in. They drop the bomb. But that, that pose on yes. his <laughs> knees with the two green. Perfect. They drop, a, they drop a bomb on the back of the prison. 
Mm-hmm. They dropped a nothing happened. No. You're telling me you dropped that bomb the back there. Did, the everything's fine. Yeah. Everything there's oh, come on. And <laughs> and from the time, look, I'm just telling you what I know about aircraft from uh, my time in the Air Force. From the time they basically see the green smoke when they're like ten feet from yeah. Alcatraz and they're still able to call that thing off. Yeah. No, that that was long done. And they don't drop their missiles right when they're over the top of it. They have missiles now you can just launch and they just fly in yeah. and, and blow things up. So yeah. um, but you wouldn't have had your Jesus pose with nope. the Love green it. smoke and the one dude going, Go green smoke, I got green smoke. Yeah. <laughs> so, Perfect. What's your action? I, well, yes. I just want to go back to yours because I like how on that part where there was they finally are starting to look through their binoculars. Oh, yeah. They should have been looking the entire time. <laughs> no. They shouldn't have been, oh, I'm going to look right now, that just maybe, so right before they drop them. That's so true. You're right, because <laughs> he was not looking in the binoculars, no. and then Goodspeed happened to wander out there. Yeah. And he yeah. sat there for, what, five, six seconds yeah. before anybody yeah. saw anything? And I'm and when they first show the binoculars, he's looking like off into oh, the yeah. ocean, That's and he has to like say. come back to where he's sitting. Yeah, him trying to, fo- I mean, that thing's going all over the place. And then they had to play a game of telephone before they could get Oh, yeah. To headquarters oh, yeah. to call it smoke, off. So. Well, no, that no. quick jerky, that's Michael Bay all day. Oh, yeah. yeah. Transformers yeah. movies, all those, yeah. all his scenes, they just cut quick oh, and they're yeah. real fast. And, you know, so you don't know what's going on. So, all right. Absolutely. My favorite action sequence. I'm one of the ADD folks. I went with the car chase at you the did. beginning. Yeah. Oh, nice. But for the simple fact, just like you, David, mentioned earlier, I love the trolley driver. Yeah, he's so he good. He is hilarious when he's yelling, save yourself. I was just going to say, doesn't he say like save yourself or run, yeah. for, run for it or save run for your life? And then yeah. after it explodes and slides down, crushes the Ferrari, he oh, wanders man. around from the back. <laughs> and what is he? He says, where is that son of a bitch? I'm going to hunt him down. That motherfucker ain't safe nowhere. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, that, that guy, is yeah. great. Yeah. Just his yeah. voice and yeah. how he said his lines. I was like, oh, this is great. Yeah. So he's. Yeah, he's fine. great. I love the trolley driver. It's the best part of the whole chase. And Either, with that, oh, sorry, but with that scene, um, it, that was one of the scenes Michael Bay has said it was one of the hardest scenes he's ever filmed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just because of everything that had to go through just to get the okay. It took oh, yeah. hundreds of signatures. Oh, yeah. And everything else. It We're set gonna, back some of the yeah. other well, yeah, filming. The, the car chase. Do you mind through. if we destroy half the city? Yeah. No yeah. big deal, right? It was only a two block <laughs> section of the city that they <laughs> wanted to film. They needed like a thousand signatures just to do that. Well, I think that's got to be like a, the holy grail of. Uh, action sequences for you know uh, directors or whatever. So you got you know Bullet, the yeah. famous movie, oh, yeah. the car chase, one of the best car chases ever. You know, then you got I get I'm a movie director and I get to do a car chase yeah. through San Francisco. Like that's check. That's I a, get a, that's a, car a, bu- chase, a bucket list for a director. Car chase through San Francisco and I'm going to hit a trolley, a water truck, mm-hmm. yeah. a glass, mm-hmm. uh, whatever. Anyway, so he goes through all that. Uh, don't sell the Humvee guy short in that chase either. I like when he goes, you take my Humvee, don't mess it up. You know? <laughs> and then he calls him while he's driving. He's like, ah. I, I only bo- I'm only yeah, borrowing you. I didn't steal it. I only borrowed <laughs> it. I only borrowed it. And right. then, he go- then he yells out, I hope you're insured. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, uh, that kind of transitions us perfectly to our favorite vehicles. Um, and I will uh, we'll let Rob go first. <laughs> no, I want to go time. first. No, let, no, no. Let's no, let Rob go, go first. first. No. No, guys, I think go I first. might have Rob's. That's right. why I want to okay. go first. I want to see what he says. All right. I'm going to go with the 1959 Volvo PV544, no. the wow. beige one. Went, that's no. a real piece of crap car. It is a, it's a classic. <laughs> it just needs to be restored. I mean, the right. interior is a little rough. There's no headlining you. when she opens the door so he can get in. By the way, he's an FBI agent. I feel like he can get a new car. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like his goal is to... It is an expensive car, you know, if you he's a doctor. It. But but he's a Beatles. He's, he is, he's an old he soul. Likes the classics. He likes the classics. All right, so I'll give him that. that. I yep, can see that. I got gotcha. you. I can totally see that. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, the Ford Crown Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> Every cop car <laughs> ever. Okay. <laughs> which, which, so, car? which car? Which car? Which car? Okay. It's the, there, uh, there's the 1992 uh, police package Victoria. Yeah. <laughs> There's the 1990 Crown Vic that the FBI drive. So just so I know, you're just going with the the general cop FBI car. Yeah, and then 1995. There's a 1995 okay. Crown Vic that Humble drives at the beginning. He pulls in, and yeah, that's real nice. Uh, Government car. Yeah. So they stopped uh, making those in 2011. Yeah. Uh, my grandpa had a Ford uh, huge. Crown Vic LTD. He had actually. Um, yeah, it was all. It was the cop car. It was yeah. the cop car to be all cop cars. It's it was the cop in every car that cop that always movie. Explodes. Yep. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. And okay. then, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, I'm going to go just to pay a little homage to the Ford Crown Vic. Because <laughs> it definitely needed an homage. Rest um, in peace <laughs> right up there with uh, Barb Hummel. Yeah, I'm going with the, uh, ignoring that, I'm going to go with the Humvee. Um, I think this is uh, the first time we get a prominent Humvee shot in a movie. Like, I think 
after this, Schwarzenegger started driving uh, yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then in the two, that's true. In the 2000s, the H2s came out. Yeah. And then Cribs, they started getting Humvees with 26s on them. And all. But <laughs> and that Humvee was like movie. a kind of like the first one. It was military. like the military style. Yeah, 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 it was just the black, rugged mm-hmm. Humvee. And he's driving it in downtown. Yeah, that was cool in 96. So. Like, it that was, was cool. Like, yeah, I think, I think that dude was ahead of his time when he was getting the uh, Humvees. So. He even pimped out the ride because he, he, he had the phone in it. He too, did have so. the phone, so he could call Mason while he was <laughs> borrowing <laughs> it, even though he jacked it up to no end. So, um, That gets us to our fifth and last category, and this should be easy for you, <laughs> Kurt. Nothing's easy for Rupp. Uh, least believable scene. So this is a scene that, cool or not, uh, come on! Like that—that that probably shouldn't have or mm. couldn't have happened. Mm. So um, I'm going to go. Was it. this hard for you? No, I'm okay. going first on I was this one. Say. I actually have a tie. And oh two boy! Things. My first one is the uh, timing of the fire underneath the prison when uh, when Mason has to go through that fire underneath <laughs> to open the door. Why is it still um, on? First of all, why is the <laughs> furnace on? It's Nobody been running for there. for yeah. decades, and the flames are still going, and they're the exact same. And timing. what is the point of all the the the, the that's just something. The rolly things and like that. No, that is, it's not. Anyway. Who designed that? Yeah. I don't know who's heating this prison right now. So so that to me, unbelievable. It looked like fun, but come on. Uh, the only other one, the tie was when he threw, and you mentioned earlier, he threw Womack, the FBI agent. Yeah. Mason throws him off the roof oh, yeah. with that string. First <laughs> of all, it, that would have broke that dude's arm. And, and I'm just going to tell you at the speed and height they were, I'm pretty sure Mason just goes over the side with him. Oh, mm-hmm. true. I don't think there's this, I'm just holding it with one hand and then passing it off to someone <laughs> else situation. Yeah. And then pulling that guy up would have been yeah. just so agonizing. Yeah. Like he would have needed multiple surgeries. Yeah. Yeah. His arm would have just been yeah. wrecked for his well, wrist would have been broken. Everything would have been. And I know shit. for a fact, one time we were at the beach and our dog took off like a bullet, saw another dog and, I tried to hold on to it. That dog leash went through my hand. I had I had a burn for months. I was like, yeah, there's no way that uh, Mason doesn't walk away with uh, oh, some serious uh, Mason, injuries to his hand trying yeah, to grab Mason that Mason just walks off yeah. like it's nothing, and that's impossible. Yeah. I, I still think Mason just would have gone over the side with him. But, so. but no, no, I'm not going to say it. Yeah. I'm going to wait. But you wouldn't have had the sweet haircut quote that's in right. the I elevator know. if Mason had gone over the side yeah, too. Yeah. So. All right, Rob. Least believable scene. Uh, for me, it's the it's the syringe to the heart. Well, he doesn't put it in his heart. No, Either if you very watch, low. I'm very pretty low. sure he's in like his, I don't even know, yeah. under his rib cage or <laughs> yeah. something like that. Uh, so I just wanted to, uh, VX gas is classified as a lethal nerve agent. So here's what would happen. It's a, a buildup of neurotransmitter called, by, I'm not going to, uh, it causes an overstimulation of glands and muscles. The results are things like dilation of your blood vessels, slower heart rate, constriction of the bronchial in your lungs. Um, you basically like go to the bathroom all over yourself. Uh, salivation, urination, <laughs> defecation, gastric irritation. Uh, you stop breathing. Uh, yeah, it's bad. Yeah. But it's a currently there is no treatment in modern medicine that requires a doctor to stick a needle into your heart. Uh, Dr. Goodspeed said if he puts... <laughs> The <laughs> shot of what did is it? Adrenaline? Him, did you refer to him as Doctor Goodspeed? I mean, he is well, Doctor Stanley Goodspeed, right? Goodspeed, right. right? So he's well renowned. Yeah. Well renowned. Doctor. 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 Yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, yeah, that was obnoxious. And yeah. I didn't understand how the guy got it in his mouth, it, and some of it got on Goodspeed. Yeah. He immediately started like deforming. But Goodspeed had 10, 12 seconds to mm-hmm. get the shot out, and nothing was happening mm-hmm. to him. So I just feel like it affected that guy way quicker mm-hmm. than Goodspeed. But we needed, as you said, the green smoke pose out in the <laughs> flat so that we yeah. could save the day. Right. Yep. So yep. that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, you, you didn't hit home runs everywhere in that those categories, but that <laughs> one was good. So I make no apologies. Yeah, we're about aware. My choices. Yeah. So. All right, my least believable scene, I went with uh, the first bomb diffusion with the, the baby doll and the and the, and the magazines. What? The, <laughs> I just think the water not working, there's got to be some sort of redundancies there to make sure that works. And that trainee, That's how true. does he get to where he is if he's going to take yeah, stuff out of a suspected bomb uh, and, and start, start playing with it, with it yeah. moving the little arms around yeah. and everything? Yeah, no. That and okay. not knowing, well, he like says, you said, not knowing what the atropine needle was for, yeah. and and he says later, I'm taking a private job, I'm getting out of this government mm-hmm. business. I'm like, <laughs> I, yeah. again, it, just no one briefed him on that job. And if he's such a trainee, 
why is he going in? I know he has to learn from Goodspeed, right? Yeah. That's the intent. But uh, yeah, I the, I love the quotes during that scene. Uh, if you die, we all die, right? Because they keep telling him, they keep telling him, inject your heart first, yeah. and then defuse the bomb. And Cage is like, Nah, screw this. I'm just gonna take care of this, and we're gonna be done. So. Well, I I think from and it, does a chemical weapons expert have extensive training in bomb diffusion? Because he does uh, that like it's nothing. That's if you're true. Dr. Goodspeed, you that's do. True. Yeah, that's true. Well, I, I do think there's probably some, from an administrative standpoint, there's probably some, there needs to be uh, an internal audit. Did you just say <laughs> of, administrative? Well, I'm just thinking. <laughs> He's from, an administrator. No, because look at So we, we meet Goodspeed and his partner. Yeah. Can't think of his name right now. And they, they're shooting darts. Yeah. And catches a little hula girl on fire. Right, he had a, uh, and then you got the water, like the thing you brought up. The plumbing doesn't work. Mm-hmm. No, right. No. Uh, the the kid doesn't know to stick the thing. Like that's the first time he's seen it. Yeah, there's some managerial things going on. Like this yeah. department. I got you. Some <laughs> investigation. There needs to be some he's retraining. O- involved. He's ordering Beatles. You know, having personal stuff delivered to the office. I mean, there's there's yeah. some internal things that need to be addressed. Well, Again, turning our brains off. Let's have fun. <laughs> hey, my wife has stuff delivered to her office all the time. <laughs> all the time. All the so. time. Well, those cover our five categories. And for the most part, everyone understood the assignment. <laughs> um, I do have a rest bonus. In, a bonus. A bonus category that you two Ooh. are not aware of. And oh, you get to get put man. on the spot. Your favorite thing ever. Uh, so what I'm going to ask you is if you had to choose two different actors besides Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery. Uh, to pair in this movie and still keep it awesome, which two actors would you pick? Now, I will tell you mine, so you have time to think, but I'm oh, going to go with... I know. I got mine. I'm going to go with Eddie Murphy as Stan the Goodspeed, mm. and I'm going to have Morgan Freeman as John Mason. So that's going to be my tandem. Morgan Freeman? Oh, yeah. He seems like a, a British Don't special mess. intelligence and guy. And in the, m- I guess. In the mid-90s... In the and mid-90s, he's got that cool voice. He does. And yeah. in the mid-90s, he was still spry. Yeah. So it's all good. He's Do it. they have to be from the 90s? You choose any two actors you want, Rob. Okay. All right. I'm I'm, I'm going to go with the... Okay. No, I was just kidding. I was yeah. going to say Barbara Hummel. I'm sure you would. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I think I'd go with um, uh, uh, Dwayne Johnson. The Rock. And? As who? Uh, he would be uh, Mason. Okay. And then uh, his buddy, uh his partner in the the more recent modern movies, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart as uh-huh. uh, as uh, Goodspeed. So you're just going to run this central it's intelligence basically central movie intelligence. out on Alcatraz. Yep, it'd be it's wow. going to be Central Wait. Intelligence Part Two. Wait a minute, two. Part Two. It's going to be on Alcatraz. Part Two, The Rock. There you go. So okay, that would work. That Dwayne The work. Rock in The Rock. Oh, that's what you're doing, see? right? Okay, there's a tag. Uh, it's yeah, marketing. Marketing's already marketing there. Marketing 101. So. Wow, All right, Kurt. So that comes to uh, that comes right. to you. Um, let's. And would see you go? Here. I could, uh, and, I can see you and going remember, more of a comedy. I was going to say like, your choices could alter how the movie flows. Or would you end. go more the serious, like you said, it was intended to be more like maybe you well, go more of a dramatic. I added, but I added Eddie Murphy and Freeman to keep kind of that funny oh, yeah. slash seriousness yeah. together. So I, I think I'll go with probably Brad Pitt as, oh. as Mr. Goodspeed. Oh, I could see him. Oh, doing Brad that. And then Anthony Hopkins. Weird. Oh. Yeah. It's Mason. Good who, job. Who would be General Hummel in that uh, that sequence? <laughs> Let's go Tom Hanks. That's odd. Oh, for Tom sure. <laughs> like, he could you, play serious. Could you hear him Maybe delivering Bruce Willis? those lines? Oh, Bruce you Willis. have no idea. We were running <laughs> black ops into China. No, I don't. I don't see that. I can see it. I can see it. Oh, I don't. I don't hear Tom he, Hanks. He saved. As oh. a, he saved um, Ryan. He's okay. I guess, I'd go. I'd yeah. go uh, Tommy Lee Jones as Hummel. As Hummel. Nice as Hummel. Uh, I'll go um, Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, he'd because be good. Then you would get those. Good. We were running motherfucking ops oh. into China <laughs> he, when you were still oh, yeah. in high school. <laughs> his his f bombs would be. It'd be epic. It'd so, be good. Well, be good. Well, that was the Rock. Did we miss anything? Do you think we got it all? Yeah, I think. I mean, we, we even I spent mean, time talking about a character with no dialogue and that was dead. So one, one character we, we did everything. not speak of was Jim Caviezel. Everybody got Jim Caviezel <laughs> as the F-18 fighter pilot that it, says uh, the bombs him. landed on the back yeah. of the island. Yeah. That's Jim Caviezel. That is it Jim is. Caviezel. I choose not to talk about Caviezel. So <laughs> yeah. he's fine. He's kind of a nutcase. Well, so yeah, uh, I think we, I think we actually talked, a, a, we used about an hour um, to talk about the rock. It yeah. might've been, we, we talked about it too much. No, you could 
not talk about it too much. <laughs> we could keep going. We can have a conversation as soon as we get off air, uh, and, and we could still talk about 20 more things that we didn't cover. So, Well, that brings us to the end of this episode of Totally 80s and 90s Recall. We hope you've enjoyed being caged in. Caged in. Reliving the movie The Rock. If you like this podcast, please hit that subscribe button and share with a friend and head on over to Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us feedback in five stars, which will help the show grow. Rob and I love hearing from our listeners. Uh, I do for sure. Uh, so please leave us a message on Instagram, Twitter, or our website, which are all included in the show notes. You can also email us at 80s, 90s, recall at gmail.com. With comments or show ideas you may want to hear in the future. And you can critique uh, Rob's choices uh, because obviously he doesn't know how to watch a movie. <laughs> so with all that being said. Just we've got two more movies two coming. Two more buddy. movies. And just well, wait. That my, gets us that gets us to our homework. Not even my worst choice. I gotcha. <laughs> well, that gets us to our homework. Uh, and we've said it at the beginning, but uh, we've discussed several times. We're gonna stay caged in next week. By reviewing the cinematic masterpiece, Con Air. Um, do you guys have any preview for Con Air? Uh, n- no. Um, also, it, it's going to be an hour of Con Air absurdity. No, it's not absurdity. Yeah, I got to practice my Southern draw. Is it? Okay. Yeah, nobody else does, so I don't know why you should. <laughs> Is it Southern? Start. We'll talk, I, I want to talk we'll more talk, about we'll that. We'll talk about that for sure. So, but Kurt will join us again, and we will climb aboard Con Air. On our next Mm -hmm. installment of Caged In. Caged In. So, you got anything else, Rob? No, I don't. Fancy goodbye? No fancy goodbyes. All right. Peace out.